Welcome to another episode of the Mindset Athlete Podcast with me, James Roberts, transformational coach, two-time Paralympian, and TEDx speaker. I have another awesome episode for you today, so let's get straight into it. And on today's very special show, I've got James Kalkani. After dealing with the effects of tick-borne Lyme disease for years, Bucks County native James was inspired to help others battling with their own health struggles. In February, the Temple University grad founded Liquid Limbs, a prosthetic device company designed to improve mobility for those with lower leg amputations. Dubbed the Navigator, Liquid Limbs' patent-pending prototype consists of a non-slip foot, side handle, and shin plate. The goal of the product is to offer stability for people walking or showering without their everyday prosthetic, which often cannot get wet because of the metal materials in them. So far, Liquid Limbs has secured 21,000 in winnings from pitch competitions, including a second place finish in Temple's Be Your Own Boss Bowl in April. The CEO of the early stage startup was recently named one of the top innovators in Philadelphia under the age of 25 by Philadelphia's Business Journal and is now looking to secure additional funding to help with the manufacturing and launch costs of the company's flagship product. So James, welcome to the show. James, really nice to be here. I'm really excited. I've listened to a couple of these and and, uh, love the show, so I'm, I'm really happy to be a part of it. So let's go back to the early days for you. And we talked about this a little bit before coming on the show. What what talk to to myself and to the listeners about your passion and your vision for this product? Yeah. Um, yeah, I'll give a little bit of background about myself and and like um kind of my early days. So um when I was eight years old, I was actually diagnosed with Lyme disease. And so for me growing up, it really presented as a chronic condition and I dealt with a lot of different symptoms. So, so from the time I was eight years old, I had really severe pain, really severe fatigue all the time, always in doctor's offices. Um, I was always having to miss school because I was, I was being constantly taken to these doctor's offices um, and, and just not having a great experience. My allergies got really bad. I had um, like different problems. I had, my jaw didn't develop properly. Um, like a lot of different issues that were just stemming from this, this tick bite, this Lyme disease, um, when I was eight years old. So that kind of really impacted my life. And so, um, when I was actually applying for colleges, uh, I only looked at schools for biomedical engineering. Um, and, and like when I was, I wanted to like cure Lyme disease. That was my idea. Um, I was going to engineer the cure for Lyme disease. And so um, that was my plan because I just needed to fix this problem. It was really seriously a really big problem for me. I I had pain all of the time and it just hurt and I wanted to stop it. So um, anyways, I, I went to Penn State University uh, for biomedical engineering. Um, and what happened actually in my, my sophomore year there, I got another tick bite, um, and it really crashed my system. So I spent, I spent a few weeks in the hospital, um, like unable to do anything totally just 
like in bed, in the hospital bed, couldn't really talk to people, just in a ton of pain. Um, and then I spent months after that, like, like I had to drop out of Penn State and just in a really, really bad shape. So um, this part of the story gets a little bit interesting and we can go into it more later, but um, I, I actually found someone who was able to help me and he's a energy healer from China. He's fifth generation um, Qigong master. And so he, he um, did this energy uh, practice on me, this um, Qigong healing, and also taught me self-healing exercises, um, which really helped with my recovery. So I got really interested in these Qigong meditations and this really powerful healing. Um, and over a period of 12 um, weeks or so, I got completely better. And, and really like all my pain went away. It was the first time since I was eight years old, I had no more pain in my body. All of a sudden I was like mobile, I was active, like healthy. And um, I had all this energy all of a sudden. And so that totally like changed my life because I, I went from being um, really fatigued, like depressed all the time um, to all of a sudden I had this new found energy. And so I, um, I want, I decided at some point, um, I would go back to school and, um, finish my engineering degree. Um, but I wanted to stay close with master Ho is his name. Um, so I, I wanted to stay close to master Ho. So I transferred from, um, Penn state university to temple university and at temple university, I, I switched into mechanical engineering. I, I got really interested in robotics. Um, so I, I got into mechanical engineering, was doing robots, um, did the robotics club for a little while. Um, and then at Temple, I joined a research lab called the Rise Lab. And the Rise Lab is a really cool lab. I was the only undergrad in the lab. Um, it was like all PhD students. Um, and they're studying these exoskeletons, which are these devices um, for people that don't know. They're like kind of like Iron Man. Um, you put them on your legs and ankles, they make you walk faster, jump higher, um, really cool stuff. But we were using them um, for rehabilitation for people with MS. And so that was really eye-opening for me. I, I really got passionate about it because I love the fact that I could use my engineering skills to help people um, to walk better and, and to live more mobile lives. And I just that was really amazing for me. I really loved doing these exoskeletons, designing them and creating them. Um, and then I naturally, that just led me to find prosthetics. And, and um, I found that I really empathize with um, people that had amputations um, and, and like some of the problems that they faced. I, I really could relate just because of um, my life experiences with the Lyme disease and always being in the doctor's offices, always, in pain and, and having these these kind of symptoms, a, a lot of people, I was able to relate to their problems. And so for my senior project, uh, it was focused on the fact that uh, most prosthetic devices aren't waterproof. And so I was just um, actually went on Instagram and started interviewing people for this um, project. I, I looked up like hashtag amputee and just started messaging um, people and and honestly and and i got a lot of great feedback and and i just asked them like how do you like go to the beach how do you go swimming in the pool um and then um like i was thinking i could make all these different devices to help with certain aspects of, of these things for my senior project um ended up i spoke with a, a young boy he's eight years old 
and he had a below knee amputation. Um, and he just told me the story of when he goes to a water park, he can't go down the water slide at the water park with his prosthetic leg because um, it's a safety hazard. So in order to go down the water slide, he has to crawl up those spiky metal steps on his like hands and knees. And just listening to that story, I just remembered all the things that I wasn't able to do when I was growing up um, because of my situation, my Lyme disease and everything. And I just really connected with that. And I was like, F it, I'm going to make a water park leg, um, like something he can go down the water slide. That was, I was just, I was like, I want to do a company. This is all I want to do. I need to solve this problem. I'm a mechanical engineer. Like I can fix this. Um, uh, that's my mission, like my life mission. I just knew I had to do this. Um, and then I kept doing interviews, kept talking with people with amputations and, re um, realized like all of these interviews, everyone seemed to have a problem with the shower. So I wanted to do a beach leg, water park leg, pool leg, but the shower just seemed to be a part of the day that impacted everybody. And it just became really obvious that this is a necessity um, that people need to be able to stand in the shower. Um, and, and it's, it's like a health, health, really important thing for everyone's health. So um, I committed to just making this um, shower leg um, and, and um, did that was my design project. And I actually created a device. I just kept interviewing people like learning what what are you looking for in, in this type of device? And I learned people want something that allows them to wash their residual limb in the shower because like a normal prosthetic device, you can't wash your residual limb. And I learned that people want something that they can compact and, and kind of take apart and put into a small bag because they want to be able to take it with them when they go on trips because they know their bathroom at home. But that when they go to a hotel, they don't know the situation there. And so when they go traveling, they wanted a device they can take with them so they don't have to take their walker and their shower chair and everything they can just take one small device um so all of those kind of things like helped the design and we did um several prototypes and so like um like like the first prototype um we we just iterated on it and, and realized like oh the the foot needs to be able to have water drainage a lot of prosthetic feet will like fill up with water if you step out of the shower you shouldn't have to like dump the device over so we made the design so it allows you to um, like have water drainage and just kept working on the product. And, and so we have a really solid um, prototype now that um, works for people with below knee amputations. And so that has been like my focus. And I just, um, I just graduated with my degree and uh, I know I kind of went off of my story a little bit, but um, that's how I kind of came from like when I was a kid um, to this point, I'm, I'm still, I do the Qigong and exercise and that's a really big part of my life. But um, the the um, liquid limbs is the the company we're we're doing and and the first one is this I'm calling it the navigator to help you navigate the bathroom and the shower but um, I have ideas for so many more um, products and and um, devices that can help people so uh, that's just my mission right now and and kind of how I got there um, in a way yeah there's um, a lot more I could say about it but but that was that's how I did it I appreciate that James. What I'm going to do is obviously I'm in front of you. So um, what I'd like to ask is, this is obviously for the above guys now, about guys and girls. What has been some of the challenges for, for you going down the route with to serving below first? Okay. So the reason um, 
the reason that I chose to do the below the knee first, I realized, um, so I had a, like a lot of different design ideas for this. Um, one of the things that I, I did all those interviews and one of the things when I talked with people with below knee amputations, a lot of people, everyone like has their own method to take a shower. And so that was like the questions I was asking, like, how do you take a shower now? What do you do? And so a lot of people did use the shower chair. Um, people with below knee amputations, a lot of them were telling me they would actually rest their knee on the shower chair um, rather than sitting in it. And they would just rest their shin on the shower chair. And so, but they were also telling me that like sometimes they slipped off because it's not like a, it's not a great solution for them. It also doesn't help them with getting in or out of the shower. And so I had this design idea um, for something that you would rest your knee on the product and and um, like your shin. And so it's it's a different design than something for like an above knee. Um, but I also realized there's a lot large, lot more, um, sorry, there's a lot, a lot bigger um, population of people with below knee amputations. Um, it's like 75% versus 25%, um, like roughly on um, the numbers. So, so um, I just thought, okay, let me like solve this problem first, get this one out there. That's really going to help people with below knee amputations, help as many people as I possibly can. Um, and, and, and get this out there as fast as possible. And then I do have a design for above knee. Um, and, and like, I want to get it out there too, but I, I'm, going through this process with the below knee um, device. And as soon as that one's on the market, any profit from that device is going to go directly into making the above knee product. So we can, um, and I'll, I'm learning so much in this process. So when it comes time and we do have that product on the market, I'll know so many lessons that will allow me to make the above knee faster and even even better. Well, I appreciate um, so yeah, that, that is the decision. Obviously this device isn't going to help everyone, um, but I do think it's it is going to help a, a lot of people. There's over a million um, below knee amputees just in the United States. So um, I, I I really want to reach as many people as possible and and help everybody. But but I recognize people have different issues. So even even um, there will be more devices after the above need to reach even different segments. That's kind of the way it has to be. Well, I'll start from the beginning. You go around. So from a business perspective, I, I understand where you're coming from. Um, mm. in terms of, I've obviously learned something today in terms of like the statistics. So I appreciate that, James. Great. You you mentioned a good one in terms of, you know, getting around around, around the beach uh, as as a amputee. Mm. What was some of the the responses you were getting in terms of what is the kind of pitfalls those individuals were having when it came to being having mobility in and At around the beach. the beach yeah so the beach um the the big one is like cleaning it i think so that that was a big thing just even for this device making sure you're really able to easily clean the product um because like it would get like sand in it um that was that was a big complaint um and and um being able to go in the ocean like people wanted to be able to just walk into the ocean not have to like hop um, over into the ocean. Um, so, so that was, that was important too. I did find that a lot of people told me they do like to like swim without the prosthetic leg on. So, um, originally, like when I had first gone after this thing, it was like, like, could it be a swim leg or like a, it was just the fact that it wasn't waterproof. That was like my initial prompt that 
Um, a lot of these devices have a lot of metal componentry that would rust if you if you get it wet or like robotic stuff. And I know there's there are prosthetic legs out there now that um, are waterproof, but um, but so I decided like the shower was something that not a lot of people were like there's not really great solutions for the shower specifically. So that's why I chose to do the shower first. But I do have like a a beach foot and a beach leg, something that's easier to walk on the sand with. Um, and, and go to the beach with for the day. Um, but that's, that's to next. Be, I, I'm trying continue, to solve this problem to first. To be continued. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, definitely. And come obviously back you can't give away trade secrets. Hopefully I have the beach leg too. You can't give Say away trade, you can't give away trade secrets as well. <laughs> <laughs> not yet. Not until we have our patents. <laughs> well, that's, that's understandable. Yeah. You you mentioned a good one in terms of that the child uh, be, not being able to use the prosthetic uh, leg at the water park and 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 it had me obviously envisioning my my childhood. Obviously, I'm not of of amputation, so to speak. I'm, I'm, I come from the limb difference community, with having been born with my dis my disability. So I could obviously, when you were telling that story of the eighty year I can pick I could picture myself being in that individual's shoes, his, his or her shoes, uh, as a young child climbing up um, those steps. They're not they're not very forgiving, I think, even on anybody, anybody's souls, let alone no, no, something that's not designed yeah. to be walked on. So I don't think health and safety was as... I'm not going to say it's not a thing back then, because well, it, tell you, it was. I actually... I was a I was a lifeguard um, when I was in high school uh, at Sesame Place, which Sesame Place is like a, a big water park theme park um, with the Sesame Street character. So it's for kids. And so I was a uh, I worked there for three years in the summers. I was a lifeguard the first year and then I was the team lead. So I was in charge of all the lifeguards, like aquatics team lead um, in the area. And so this was like my high school job. Um, and, and the really important thing is like, you can't go down the slide with shoes on because if you, if your shoes, um, slip, like gets stuck on the, the water slide, it could like really break your leg or hurt you. Um, so I knew that I had never actually seen an amputee in the park, but, um, I, I, like when he was telling me that it made sense. I was like, yeah, it makes sense that you can't wear your prosthetic leg down the slide. Like it could fall off or it could it could hurt you in a way. And like, obviously you don't want to get hurt um, or, or the, the water park is, doesn't want to get sued. Right. So, um, so I, it made sense, but at the same time, like that's not a solution, like go, having to crawl up these steps. And so um, I, like my initial reaction, I think maybe cause I was geared thinking about like my project, which was going to be like a device was a water park leg. Um, but I think I would love to actually make some, slides and stuff maybe in the future that are accessible um so people don't have to right, go so up the slide so I, climb climb yeah. up normally and some sort of some sort of oh gosh so many different ways you could do this my brain there's just different ways but I, I want the water parks like I, I that's like in the future my dreams i have like so many visions but um i i'm just starting with these devices and and i i will make a water park like i i would love to work with like sea world and then make sure we get something that is safe to use go down the water slides um at least like certain slides that should be accessible for everybody um and uh um that's that's something i'm definitely passionate about to do in the future i won't be happy like 
with this company until we have the water park leg. Then I'll feel like, okay, I did something great. But like, even I help as many people with this shower. Like, I really think it's going to change a lot of people's daily routines and daily lives, um, saving them time, um, saving them like those trips to the bathroom um, in the middle of the night. People have told me that was a big complaint also um, putting on like your liner and your prosthetic leg for some people. Um, that's, that's like a thing people will hop or, crawl and like hurt themselves in the middle of the night i'm sure you have some story about like, i've never a, i've never hurt myself but that hurt would yourself. so so people got some context of where i'm coming from yeah. and you didn't see me, nobody's seen me raise my hand when you were talking so i'll i'll mm-hmm. do it so they know why you responded to me yeah obviously the health perspective is always oh don't hop this don't hop that obviously uh me being a um well, I'm not young as much anymore, but as in a, a, a male, we don't do very well with uh, doing as we're told. So the hopping aspect or, or crawling, um, bear crawling, uh, I, I probably pretty much any way that you could think of without utilizing having to put the leg back on or utilizing crutches, I'd find a different way. But what you're talking about james in terms of people hurting themselves mm-hmm. uh potentially falling on yeah. their stump in the middle of the night because they they they've had potential phantom limb pain and they th- think it's that they're not tough because you, you mentioned obviously eastern uh, meditation they might be in I only know this because I've obviously done this recently. They're in a they're in a hypnotic state of theta, yeah. and they think that they're they're awake and and they're not. And obviously, this is where accidents can happen. Uh, and obviously, this is I envision your your navigator to be somewhere in between. Is is between the prosthetic and it's not necessarily having to look for two pairs of crutches. Right. So it's it's really the way I've, I've made it, it's really easy to grab and go. So it's um, like, there's no really extra steps of thinking. You can just, it has a handle on the side, so you can you can use it kind of like a cane, um, but it, you can also rest your shin on the on the platform and, and there's a strap um, um, that you just, one quick strap, um, but it, it takes like two seconds to put the thing on. Um, um, even less, like if you, if you practice with it and everything. And it, it's really just grab and go. Um, and, and, um, it's not for like long trips or like hikes or anything like that. It's not going to replace the prosthetic leg, but for like those times when you just want to go get up off the couch and go to the bathroom or go up, go to the shower, um, like in the house, that's what I, I really made this for. And so, um, um, just like that five minute time when you're like, um, making those transitions, that's what I've really been thinking about just how, how people can have that extra mobility they don't have to like have this extra process they have to go through um did you have any pushback about obviously you mentioned the word cane did did anybody push back about it having any resemblance to say an item that people have a phobia against in terms of like right. the cane, uh, the, obviously the wheelchair, I, the wheelchair would be the other one. Um, so I will say this: our our logo, the logo I made for Liquid Limbs. Um, if if you look at that, it's got a trident 
on the on the top and the device you can see it's like the bottom is our product kind of like just our flagship product our first product um but it's combined with this trident and the trident um for me really is like a symbol of empowerment um and something that like like i don't want people to think of our devices like crutches or canes this is something that a, like a god would use like um i'm a tool that that can allow you to um like empower you in your daily life and and um not not feel like a a crutch or a cane this is something you grab this and you feel confident like um and, and empowered so that's that's how i want people to think of these devices not like um like the traditional crutch um this is not um something that this is just really something that supports you and and that that helps you and it's a tool so so that's what I, I want people to think of these these devices, not like um, traditional mobility aids. I really want to redefine how people think of these devices because um, I don't think it should have that negative connotation that is associated with that. Why psychological? Uh, that's the challenge with with it because it, it comes down to the bare bones of this. And obviously, this is my opinion. Um, so mm -hmm. people might not agree with what I'm going to say. But in terms of it's, it's very subjective or very much... Uh, it is very, uh, what's the other word? What you see and what I see would could, could massively di differ uh, and it could be related to the same aspect of, uh, that yeah. we're looking at. So it, it, it's very, as I mentioned, subjective and, and, it, and, and it's going to be very determined on that person's, you could say, acceptance with the amputation. In, in one simple form, because if this has come up, so I'm going to talk about it. Yeah. Me being obviously born with it is going to massively be different than, say, somebody that has had a traumatic experience, say, cancer, uh, acquired it through diabetes, etc. Obviously, the list is endless in terms of like traumatic experience. So yeah. for them to to having to to readjust to life after losing a leg or an arm for that case obviously for this is it, it yeah. doesn't matter so much but to, to to lose a limb versus me acquiring it i have nothing to compare it to again so i haven't got any unless i i i was had a previous life which we're going very eastern if i go down that route I have nothing to compare us. So as far, far as it, as my brain is concerned, this is my zero. This is uh, where we are 36 years later. And there's obviously going to be some Tim or uh, beyond that, which I wouldn't obviously not say there wasn't. For the other individual, they're going to be very critical in the way that they view things. So you, you mentioned the crutch. You mentioned... Uh, other aids there's yeah. a stigma towards it okay you can see right. behind me there's a wheelchair on my wall of course of course okay that is a sports wheelchair which people would kind of go well, okay i'm okay with that mm. there's a hospital wheelchair in in in, in another room don't, mm -hmm. don't use it but it's there just in case and it was yeah. there more so because during the, the the heights of the pandemic, I couldn't, couldn't get any repairs. So that was like worst case scenario. So I don't view a wheelchair uh, in the way that some people would do very negatively. It it serves yeah. a purpose. 
Right. Technically, it's in the way at the moment um, because I don't use it. Um, and obviously, it weighs a ton. It don't weigh literally a ton, but people know where I'm going with it when I'm explaining it that way. It's a tank. It's an eyesore, and I'd rather not be in it. And I don't, I don't mince my words when I say that. Whereas the one on the wall, sleek, slender, agile, mm. um, that particular one, I'm in a better one than that than, than what I'm playing nowadays. But they weigh considerably less. In compar- I could probably throw that thing across the room if I wanted. To. I wouldn't do that because it's <laughs> very expensive piece of equipment. But that is very subjective to to people that I know that wouldn't set foot in a wheelchair. I was, no, no, no. I don't care if it's to, to, to partake in a sport. No, I'm going to choose a sport that I am feel liberated. That's his word. That's my words, not his. Hmm. Thus, they'll never go near a wheelchair because it's in their mind, it's going backwards. So for you to hmm. say that you've used a trident, I get visions of Aquaman, Poseidon. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and and things like that so it's strong it's it's very uh empowering in that in in that sense and obviously that's what brand is it's trying to build yeah a sense of prestige with what you've got because obviously Mm -hmm. you're going to utilize that thing if you feel oh it makes things 10 times easier than what i was doing previously like i like the concept of of this thing so I think what you're doing is very, very um, honourable. Probably doesn't even do it justice. The word, what you're doing, obviously, you very, you can, I can, I can see it by your body language. You're very passionate about what you're doing, and what what I wanted to ask you, James, is you mentioned this before we we did come on. Of you, you've been asked by people around you as why why do you want to do this when you when you you're not you yourself in that community living it day in day out yeah you know you know um i really believe strongly like like in my heart um since i've gone through my experiences you, you heard my story with the lyme disease um um that everyone in this world should have the opportunity to obtain wellness um no matter what their ability level that they should have that opportunity and i really believe strongly that um, the the only thing holding us back as individuals um, is is the access to technology. So for me, I had the Lyme disease, um, and it was this qigong technology that really enabled me to kind of find my find my wellness and and be able to obtain that for me myself. Um, and and if it's for a person with a with limb loss, um, and and it's taking a stout a shower standing up. Um, whether they just had a traumatic incident, and they want to get back, um, get back to the way they used to stand, or or someone like yourself that's had this their whole life, um, that that just that wants to experience that, um, and they haven't been able to do so in a safe way before, and that's that's the definition of wellness. Or if it's going down a water slide or whatever it is, I want to help people be able to obtain that. And I just think, um, for me as a mechanical engineer, um, I don't have the energy to go and like build cars that drive faster. You know, I, I really want to make devices that help people obtain wellness. That's just my worldview. And um, it's just passion, like very deep in my core. Um, I, I, I'm on a mission to 
to help people to do that, to enable them, to empower them, um, to to live their lives um, with wellness. And so that's that's kind of what's motivating me. Um, and, and yeah, I'm not an amputee, but that doesn't mean I don't I can't care about amputees and um, can't want them to lead um, more healthy and and um, more mobile lives and 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 obtain wellness and and in the way that can help them. And and if I I'm also a good designer. So the fact that I can make some device that helps them, of course, I'm going to do it. And I'm going to, um, even if I make the best design in the world, and if I can't get it out there to people and allow them to actually use that, then it's, it's worthless. So that's, I had to figure out how to be an entrepreneur and start a company and do this, but yeah, I'm, I'm not an amputee, but I, I want people to be able to get this thing that I made. And I, I really believe that it'll help a lot of people. Um, and I want to make more of them and help even more people. So, um, that's, that's, my inspiration, I guess, even though I'm, I'm not an amputee, but I, I do care. Yeah. The interesting part that you said there, James, is how mm-hmm. you've used a, a, a Western, uh, sorry, not Western, sorry, Eastern form of uh, wellness uh, and energy healing as a technology. Explain oh, to yeah. me why you view that as a technology, because obviously I wouldn't, I wouldn't look at it that way. So, I mean, um i definitely believe this is like energy like a technology it's it's five thousand years old right so like they've been passing it down um and, and master host family his father just on five generation his father's 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 father passed this i call it a technology down to them um this this method this um practice and so um it it's it's very um, it's it's not like like some voodoo spiritual thing. It's really um, his this at least is based on the medical benefits and and what's medically best for your body. Um, so I I would definitely and um, I I really believe this is is like a um, just a, a a method that that is I, I would describe it as like a, a technology. I, I don't know. Um, I, I understand um, it may be weird to hear it in that sense, um, but but it is. Um, in my mind, like a, a biomedical energy. That's, well, that's it how makes, I think it makes sense yeah. to you. So you don't have to prove it to me. So okay. why why I was curious more than anything to why you describe it as a technology, because uh, I've only recently come back from uh, a work a retreat. So I've done sound, sound therapy. So okay. to explain that to people is very difficult. Obviously, I'm going to do my best to explain this for people that are listening is is pretty much we're going to go down the, we're going to go to buy a chem- chemical route now aren't we James because <laughs> I'm going to yeah, talk go about obviously us as wa- water now so sound therapy is talking about sound waves so depending on um, if I get this wrong anybody and people are into the spiritual side I think I do apologize but obviously we've got different auras and chakras at each level uh, within ourselves um, and you, you would have done it slightly differently. So, and they, and each part of the body resonates at a different frequency. So this is why, generally speaking, the information or pain is because something is out of whack in in balance. So what we what we would call probably right. in the West is stress. So there's a dis, right. there's a disturbance. So with qigong. Uh, sound therapy, meditation, yoga. yoga. You just the yeah. the list is endless in terms of like actual healing. Yeah. 
yours is obviously one of them. Uh, sound therapy is, is another. Um, would I have been open to that? Ten years ago, no chance. No chance. It'd be like, yeah, whatever. This is this stuff is the person's a quack. Is the crazy? Yeah. Um. So now that I obviously I've done it. Um. I, I've done meditation for for, for, for uh, quite some time. Uh, I'm I've done binary beats. I, I'm I'm willing to be open to. Hey, there is some alternative to Western medicine. Medicines that we're talking about, obviously pharmaceuticals. Yeah. There is an alternative, and and obviously you you said qigong five thousand. This stuff's worked for years and years and years. Yeah. Um, I'm gonna throw the FDA under the bus now because obviously they that there is a quote somewhere out there that if it's not patentable or profitable, mm. it doesn't work. Even if it's natural, it's been proven that natural stuff was thinking, well, that utter stupidity. Right. If I mean, if, if there's an yeah. alternative to anxiety depression there is an alternative to medication uh to to or at work. least a compliment like I, I think these practices like you can do and meditation in qigong and your traditional practices also well right. it's, it's it's just being yeah. being being open to 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 i think not i'm not gonna say experiment because that'd be the wrong word but to to almost a trial and error and see because for some people meditation doesn't work i can't sit still for we'll, we will say i think the average is the attention span of a human being is eight seconds which is, is is horrific but in terms of being able to be at rest with your own thoughts that's a bit more difficult because it's like well i'm used to being at and most people can relate to this i'm either at zero or I'm at hundred and there's no in between so we're, yeah. we, we're in an environment that we've created that we're always on the go, go, go. So if it comes to doing Qigong, which is, is, is it a slight form of, it's not so martial, martialized. I've, I've, heard, I've heard about it, but I, 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 I obviously wasn't listening to the person intently enough. No, no, no. Um, And I, I agree with everything you're saying. I The way I see it, like, Ever, for me, this is how I just view things now. Um, like I really see everything as like an energy. Like the sun is energy, the earth is energy, your energy, like that's your body. And so um any practice that you can do to help um um and, and so if, if you have like a sickness, like a um for me, like Lyme disease or some some illness, like that's or stress, that's because of blockages, right? In your energy system. Your energy has to circulate and flow. So any practice you can do whether it's yoga or qigong um to help your like body get into better energy flow to remove blockages to um bring you more as you said into balance so um any practice you can do that is something that that um like i i promote i i don't say i don't just say like qigong is the only thing you can do i think all of these things are great um whatever you really connect with and so it's for me it finds what works yeah. for you it finds what works yeah. for, for me qigong really works like like it, it just worked for me i had the direct experience i was in pain i did this uh, method with master ho and it over time it it just stopped the pain stopped after 12 years of pain um so i just knew it worked for me i really liked the qigong cuz it's so qigong literally um and like at the translation qi is energy that's the Chinese word. So just think 
Um, don't hear you hear qigong and you think, oh, that's some Chinese thing. Like you don't, but it's a it's just the word is is um so it's energy, qi, and gong means work or cultivation. So qigong is energy work or energy cultivation. So well, I, think, I think all the Chinese think because uh one of the coaches right. he mentioned kung fu, you think fighting when you when we right, right, heard right. the word. But for 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 the the Chinese Chinese in in particular, I'm gonna try not butcher what he said because uh, because yeah, it was yeah. only a couple of days ago when I've I've been obviously told this. Theirs is obviously in anything that they do is some sort of that. If it's doing martial arts, it's to right. become work that you're talking about to become better at it. Right, and they're given even if it's Tai Chi. They're given a white sash sash to begin with, and as it gets dirty, they get more experience. Thus, black mm. belt. Whereas for us in the West, it's more on reward. Yeah. So what is yeah, it yeah. that we we're actually do, like, trying? So or, we're doing right, stuff all the all the yeah. way all the way. I won't say the wrong way, but as in, if you were to maybe embrace the the Western approach, as you're doing it, and you only got to look at you know travel travel uh commercials or uh probably like visit china or something like that there would be some sort of tai chi you'd be seeing multiple groups of people first thing in the morning doing not necessarily doing it together but doing it in sync because they see the benefit from a health perspective so they don't necessarily see it as oh i need to get my up my dance Right, it shows a bit um to to be good at something. So there's not necessarily a reward in it. It's I see the benefit of what I'm getting for this. It's almost mm-hmm. role reversal because I think for for the majority in the West, it's all oh, eye on the prize, mm-hmm. and that can make people come unstuck, and they could care less about the process. Oh no, yeah, I mean. I like the like I think it is all about like put like it's a discipline. I I think um like qigong I said so energy work, right? Qigong energy work. So you're working with your energy, um you're cultivating your qi, your energy, you're circulating it. So we I do a lot of moving meditation, so people that have a hard time just sitting still um and meditating, um this is really like like um moving energy and like directing the the qi, the energy in your body. And so so a lot of the exercises are like slower moving meditations. Um, I, I really like the practice. And so it, it works for me, but people like different things. And I, I think people should do whatever works for them. And, and but I really pr- suggest you do something um, and, and get your body moving, get your, your blood circulating and your energy flowing. Um, and, and that'll um, fix a lot of a lot of problems itself um and well this is a tony and, Rob- um, tony robbins quote where the energy flows the... no that's not the right way mind goes where the mind of... goes the energy flows and yeah. obviously he's probably not he, that's yeah, not that... probably come out of his own mind that's come from somewhere else yeah but yeah, yeah. what you're talking about of of doing something when you're not in a good place mentally is probably because so for me yeah i had um when i was going through i had the depression i had like bipolar they diagnosed me um i i told so 
like at that time when I was in the hospital and everything and came out of the hospital, I was taking 40 pills every single day. I was taking oh, wow. seven different antibiotics. Um, I was taking lithium, Seroquel. They're giving me medical marijuana. I was in all this pain and having nausea and fatigue, all these problems. Um, and so once the physical problems went away with Master His treatment, all my mental side effects, like the bipolar and all that stuff, that all went away because like my physical energy was aligned, the mental, like right away, that cleared up. Um, so for me, like, like th there's some people have um, like a, a mental problem that's not caused by a physical problem. And so that needs its own treatment and therapy is great and uh, meditation is great. But um, if you have like a physical problem and mental problem, I really recommend tackle the physical problem first. Um, that's from my experience and and do what you can to get your body and your energy aligned physically. And, and a lot of times uh, the mental stuff will go away because if you're in pain, of course, you're going to have some mental issues associated with that pain. That's your body mind connection. But um, um, yeah, I, I went off on a little bit of a tangent. there. Oh, that's, but... all right. that's all right, James. It's, uh, I, I'd agree with what you said in terms of the, the, yeah. phys the physicality uh, of that, because you can see the work as in you get an yeah. instant feedback as oh right. what i'm doing i felt this way after doing uh, i i i highly doubt you speak to anybody that done any form of exercise and they not felt good afterwards obviously there's a mm -hmm. different aspect of, of the if we said maybe in the high levels what that i obviously used to do in you might not feel great afterwards because it's because it's physically demanding. But from a more physiological standpoint, you would get obviously a dopamine hit. Uh, I've been mm. done uh, exercise. So when people do say to me, "Oh, I can't exercise because of this pain," mm. well, that's you sabotaging self sabotaging yourself if you're not yeah. aware of that because the pain is an excuse the brain is giving you to not do it because yeah. it's like well no we're gonna we're gonna create pain because it's easier to do nothing but if you looked at it from a rational perspective or looked at that in depth mm -hmm. that doesn't make no sense because if you don't and do like anything about it yeah. it's going to get worse yeah, yeah. So i know that's harsh mm -hmm. but that, that that's and and then the, the 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 mental aspect that you touched upon like the mood of being low or, or being a little bit restless or anxious and maybe depressed a little bit because there's nothing good to go on in life obviously how exercise obviously will will improve that and that could be could be going to the gym it could be going for a walk it could be going to it to it going for anything that you you enjoy at least like 20 minutes a day right like here's some like you need to say at least like i'm gonna do this exercise every day like i i think everybody needs to do some form of exercise or i i really recommend the meditation or qigong or or some practice like that also um just doing doing it a little bit every day breathing i i really like the we have a lot of breathing exercises um, that's, that's so amazing. The power of the breath. Um, cause you breathe the same way in and out every single day, all the same way. And um, when you do some of these different breathing exercises with these Qigong practices, yoga practices, you really, um, realize how powerful that, 
about oxygen you is could, if you well you can you, you can also tell how you're breathing as well because mm. people well, I won't say people you wouldn't analyze the way in which you have become accustomed to breathing if you do it every single day because it'd be oh that's just how I breathe um this podcast allowed me to speak to a lot of people about that topic um to uh what was it um about what the type of the episode is nose breathing but in terms of uh the chap is the butenko method and this isn't quite i'm going back some episodes here so it shows i'm testing my, my memory with it um and obviously he didn't have the proper facial structure this doctor i can't remember the name of him so i do apologize um I'll cheat and I'll look because <laughs> then yeah. I can give you and then you can find it. Uh, you think go. Oh, I spelled it wrong. Um... No, that's not what I call it. Mouth breathing is the next thing because most mm -hmm. people wouldn't breathe uh, yeah. properly. A lot of our our breathing we do in through the nose and like out through the mouth and and like there's like or like there's different there's so many different exercises um master ho himself has like 14 different exercises breathing exercises and um like all these different meditations and practices i i just find it and, and like specific things so like if you have um like say like a like breast cysts or something there's like for for women like like a exercise for that or pms pain there's like an exercise to help with pms pain um and and like like specific ailments um um like back pain or, or like, like we give a treat we have a exercise for that um obviously there's also the hands-on hands-off treatment master Ho does um so there's like there's a a system and and uh and I, I think it, it makes a lot more sense than taking it like drugs, you know, like for me, like I was taking antibiotics since I was eight years old till I was 19 years old. Like that was, what, you know, what, that's not a chronic answer. Like you what, can't just what, take what antibiotics. Do, what do you do life. in the future then, James? Because obviously you will be anti, um, not antibiotics. Yeah, they just kept giving me stronger and stronger. Like Yeah, but there'll come a point where um, the, when you potentially might this is going to go quite morbid now so i apologize to yeah, people listening no, no, no. when you get older there is no treat there will there is almost pretty much no treatment for you is there because if you, you you utilize this is why you shouldn't use antibiotics so much but yeah well, there will the come a point where obviously bacteria is oh we we, we faced that antibiotic before okay no big deal because the, exactly. the the virus any virus there will come a point where there's unless we create something that is can can uh how would I describe this tackle that it becomes resistant and and, and yeah, that that's, that's the, problem that's the way of nature i i hate the antibiotics like i think they have their place with most people when you get lyme disease you take the antibiotics after like a few weeks all the symptoms are gone you're like totally wipes out the antibiotic um wipes out the Lyme disease for like 10% of people that's not the case and so for me I was one of those people and then the doctors like they didn't really know how to fix this so they just like I would go to this doctor for nine months they'd prescribe me antibiotics 
And then I'd go to another doctor. They'd prescribe me more antibiotics. Like, oh, that didn't work. These ones didn't work. Let's do the stronger antibiotics. And, and like, that was just their only answer for this. And it wasn't the solution for me. It, it didn't work for me. Um, and so like finding this energy practice that actually worked and, and it fixed the problem, um, that was like, that totally changed my perspective on on medicine because I went to all these doctors. I went to Penn Medicine. I went to NYU. I went to the Garabedian Clinic, all the like Lyme experts um, in, in like the East Coast, like people that really, these doctors, they're supposed to be the best. Um, and they just, they, they're out, that was their answer, antibiotics. Like um, I've tried all these different therapies, Ayurvedic practitioners. I tried like all of this stuff. I went to, I was just going to doctor's offices all the time. Um, and that they wanted to do different things. It was like, they wanted to put a, um, a stent in my arm. So it would like release antibiotics into my system regularly. Like they wanted to do chemo on me, some of the doctors and like, like this, it was just crazy. And, and I'm so lucky that I found master how and, and found a solution. And I just think that is, that is now like, I've, I've had this opportunity to like perceive life without that pain. Um, so now I'm just so passionate to like let other people see that too. And I, I did promote it on like Instagram a lot and talk about it, um, on, on my Instagram and, uh, um, and like, um, bring people to the practice also. And now like, I want to do the same thing with, with like the, the prosthetics. Like I want, I want to help people live better lives, um, through that. And so, um, that's just, um, kind of well, what fuels me. It's, it's to this. be commended, yeah. James, because obviously, <laughs> If people can feel better about their their circumstance and obviously their normal way of living, right? Because obviously this is relatable to it. Well, I'll bring it back to to me as as a teenager. I wanted to be anything but disabled. Yeah. For people, to, some people to hear that. Even now, I'm now closer to forty years old. I'm four years away, but the obviously episode will be obviously evergreen. I don't think like that anymore because mm. and it gives me a sense of I won't say I'm always optimistic because that would be un unrealistic and that would be not truthful mm. but obviously there's going to be facing people with, who may have their prosthetics already so some people may not be able to wear prosthetic ever because of their 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 reaction of their skin to to the liner to the socket you name it of there's there's something that's going to irritate them that you know something as simple as taking a shower i'll go to another extreme now because i brought it up um i think it was yesterday um because all my peers are able-bodied and we were talking about it in terms of you know something simple as just walking it's harsh for even you to hear it you know you take it for granted i don't take it for granted because there's yeah. no guarantee to to tomorrow that i'll be able to to walk in the sense of taking one step in front of the other so mm -hmm. that is probably an influence from eastern methods to to be able to be able to embrace life as what it is you know, it's not as clear cut and you accept that, you know, today might be 10 out of 10. There's no guarantee tomorrow will be or the next or the next. Yeah. 
And if tomorrow, for example, sake is a five out of 10 and that's the best that you can do, that's a 10 out of 10. Mm -hmm. But it takes not a lot of work, but in terms of a lot of openness to more uh, Eastern philosophies, because we're talking about uh, monk type things and mm -hmm. uh, things that these people are, are going out of their out of their way to exclude themselves from what is Western society and capitalism to to find themselves uh, and to find a it's hard, quite hard to word this, but to find find a higher purpose and a higher uh, existence of this. Being, Obviously, yeah. from an energy perspective, is is gamma, and um, because I I I was curious as, well, what would you use an alpha or a gamma frequency for? Because, well, everybody knows at, at what an alpha is, but obviously it's not the top frequency. Um, but most people. that are not aware of breath work and all that we've discussed today mm. are exhibiting in a beta frequency. So they're going to have problems with stress, pain, etc. And yeah. obviously if you are manifesting that into your sleep, that's pretty much 24 seven. So pain, right. suffering. So it's not pleasant. I, I, just talking about it, I can feel my energy changing. Um, I know I can feel it too. <laughs> but um, in terms, I think, yeah. but you want to use these types of things because you said, why couldn't you me put meditation into your your, we'll say conscious perspective? So you and I are awake, and we won't go down the rubber one of that because obviously. The, the life in itself is it really what it is i won't go down there because that's really 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 deep but obviously through technology and i do this sometimes i don't i don't do it every night i will do the, the as a night ritual i'll have spotify play it to me overnight mm. so i'm creating uh well not necessarily i'm going into delta state because of I'm technically brainwashing myself, but in a positive way, because I want to change the state that I have encountered throughout that day. It's it feels weird. I can I'll say that to anybody listening. It does feel weird because obviously there's elements that it's interacting with the what the pain. So it is. So there there are certain things I can't listen to because it hurts. Just, just it's it's probably that I don't like the frequency. It's just um, but through binary beats, there's there's night meditations, there's also affirmations. Affirmations you can change yourself. I won't say instantly, but say from the day that you're listening to this to tomorrow, there's going to be a difference. And. Yeah. I think you, the biggest thing is like you have the power to control your energy. You're in charge. Like you have to be for me. I'm like, if I want to be the CEO of this, of liquid limbs, this company, I have to be CEO of myself first. And you need like, you need to 
take care of your energy. You need to do healthy practices, eat the right foods, sleep. What you put into your body, that's that's the output that you you create for the world. So so you need to take charge and and do those things. Like um, and and it doesn't ha have to be exactly what I do, right? You don't have to do qigong um for like in the, this time of the day. Like you need to find your own way um to to do that and and bring your energy into alignment with your vision for the world. But but that's that's on you and and you have the power to do it. So I think that's um that's what people need to realize is when they're in that beta state like you said um um I think a lot of people don't realize um they're act and they like kind of blame the world there or they say oh it's because I have this depression or I have this anxiety because they've been told that um actually you have the power to go and do some exercise go and do some well, meditation work, I would say work on work on that if you can because you're talking mm -hmm. about belief there when yeah. you're talking about blaming other people and yeah, yeah. utilizing um a symptom right as why you're doing xyz okay mm. where is that coming from and we did this exercise a few days ago and and it was obviously related you can relate to this because obviously it's to do about financial things where it, in my case it was and i'm quite happy and open to share this i had this idea ideology as a child you know just pay it on the plastic but mom just pay on it like there's no concept of money like oh just just utilize something that's a a, a, a technology technological transaction and you don't have to pay for it so when it comes to actual self-worth in that same sense with that same transaction so i'm talking about money mm -hmm. I have a fear. I have a fear of failure because I don't deem that somebody will purchase something. I'm worthy of it, but I don't think the person will do it, which is obviously a sense of rejection. So, if people can look at it to obviously that's very deep and that's very that's going to hurt if you're not ready for it because that's 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 to the root of, of to me those are facts then then they're not stories. That I'm able to distinguish between. Well, money is the root of all evil but that's not technically true but because you need it to be able to do anything in the world we live in but that's a story of the money is the root of all evil so who has told nobody in my family has ever told me that if you were spiritual in the sense of being religious probably definitely that would be told to you every Sunday uh and obviously those those are obviously layers that we're talking about you and i james mm -hmm. of you know qigong meditation yoga pilates soul searching would be obviously what i'm talking about now in terms of looking at where do these beliefs come from because it is either taught behavior so i'm not going to go and blame my parents for the how i think because that's mm. how they've been taught and it it could be so rooted back in terms of where it goes okay i normally have a go at this the the phone or any technology in, in com the amount of information we have now at our fingertips 
we probably shouldn't have problems because in terms of I could put anything into Google. Obviously, there's another search engine if you so choose to. Um, and now that's a, that's, a, that's a word, Googling. But obviously, I'm old enough to know that there was other, other ones available and as, a, as a youngster. But the point that I'm making is that we've become almost too idle to do that in terms of I won't single out the US because that's not fair. Mm-hmm. It's almost a it's a it's 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 created almost this creature that's unwilling to do any sort of work. And I'm generalizing because some people won't fall under this category. Mm-hmm. But we almost uh, are uh, a victim of our own success as oh I want something tomorrow. I'm pretty much you know the company I'm talking about. Thus, I don't need to leave my house. That's problem number one. Yeah, you're not probably walking as much as you probably could be. To the point that, in my line of work, people know what they're doing wrong, but they do it anyway. Which obviously is Einstein's theory of that's almost insanity. That's you know you shouldn't be doing it, but you do it anyway. Thus. You want a result today, but you're impatient to to do it so that actually it becomes second nature. Yeah, I think that's like part of the way society is today with like all this technology. Like people watch it like a YouTube video, some motivational thing, and they like it's like a one hour video and they feel like they can all of a sudden they can do that, too. But they don't see all the hours of work that that person put in. In to get there well I, um, I i did something similar because somebody said oh i watched a youtube video and i felt highly motivated yeah i'm not surprised because yeah. the, the the it's it's inspired you but that's short-lived in terms of yeah. the arousal level will go through the roof and then say Half an I'll, hour use a, later. I'll use a different example wolf yeah. wolf, wolf, wolf Crap, I can't even say the word. Wolf or wrote Wall Street as a movie right. would be if you interjected it in either an entrepreneurial sense, people would say, Oh, that'd be my go-to thing to be able to motivate myself to do whatever it is. Mm. I I only saw it maybe three months ago. So I mm. I, I was intrigued. I was like, well, people making a big deal about it. I've never oh. seen it. Let me oh. see it. I didn't do it the same way. I, there's certain elements of the movie that you could kind of go, okay, I can see why people would be, yeah, get a buzz from it. But mm. in terms of you know, motivation is cyclical. Coming back to the energy perspective of of, it's almost like this is having a go at males now a little bit. We're the only thing in nature that doesn't go in cycles. Obviously, women have periods and and think and mental cycles. On everything, uh, obviously, this high tide, low tide, the moon comes up, the sun, the sun goes down, etc. Everything is in balance, so yin and yang. Yeah. But for males, it's almost that they're unwilling to tap into that emotional sense. And then we're going, I know we're going in quite a different direction now. So, but in no, terms I, I of, 
Uh, for me, for me, the best thing for me was like, go back and look at your, your life. Like look at a time, like, right. Spend some time, do some introspection, look at a timeline. Like these are the pick 20 stories, like the best 20 stories you can think of from your life. You'll start to see some patterns um, and really understand who you are, what motivates you. And then you can, you can take those stories and, and you can kind of create some, put them into like some categories. You get some themes like this is, this is, I'm a, I'm a courageous person or I'm, I'm this type of person in this situation. I do this and then really understand what motivates you. Like for me, I have that story with the Lyme disease that kind of really, that's the big one. Right. So that is what gives me my foundational beliefs um, for my vision for the world that I believe everyone should have the opportunity to obtain wellness. Like that's huh. my vision, a world where all people have the opportunity to obtain wellness like having that and understanding yourself and what motivates you, then you can like, you can say, okay, so how do I make that happen? And then you can start to create some goals and real things that you can work towards. Uh, that's my, my way. I, I think people need, need to like think about themselves too, and, and not just um, look, look outside. Look, I think it, it honestly comes from a more it's internal. Been a bit, like, it's been a bit selfish. Um, yeah. I know people don't want to hear me say that. Maybe, yeah. Um, but when is the last time you said no to somebody else? Mm-hmm. Not you specifically. I'm, I'm obviously saying to to the audience. And why I say that in particular is because by saying no, you can see the reaction of the other person. If they don't get pissed off, hmm, that that probably should tell you something in terms of. But eventually. That individual that's get frustrated. If you're kind of explaining, I'm saying no to you because this, 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 this. So it's almost creating boundaries as you need to, you, you mentioned this before, James, you know, looking after self, the word probably shouldn't be self-love. It probably should be a little bit self-preservation because if people Mm. did, they heard that, oh, I need to preserve myself because if my cup is not overflowing why should i fill your cup up you're not yeah. you're not reciprocating it to me so okay and that was quite negative that was quite aggressive so i apologize <laughs> but in terms of uh, what right, i mean like think about yourself 10 years from now like where do you see yourself 10 years from now and then like like how are you going to get there that like that vision you have like are you going to be president of the United States, whatever that is. So like, maybe it's more realistic, but um, like, what, what is that realistic vision? Where are you going to be? Or, or not even realistic. What's the big vision. And then like work towards that. And that, that should be what motivates you is, and then is what you're doing today aligned with that vision? If not, why, why are you saying yes to that person? If it's not, you know, um, I don't know. It's my, my thoughts kind of. What's that challenge, isn't it? Cause it's, it's, helping others before self yeah and it's it's it it is i've been a culprit of that and i've been called out on that recently because it's like well you're not doing this this this, isn't this so how can you put people's feet to the fire and that's why you have an issue with alignment so i've been Obviously, this will come out in a while. In a while, but as in, as of right now, in in November, so say October, there's been a lot in a turmoil for me because it's like, well, I can't challenge person because I'd be a hypocrite. Yeah. 
and I can't be a hypocrite because that's how I've been brought up. Because it's like I can't say, "Oh, James, why are you not doing this?" And I'm not doing it. It's it's you could people can hear what I'm saying in terms of if you you don't want to be a hypocrite because you want to honor yourself from um a moral high ground as hey i do it and i'm talking positively now i do this 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 and this james give me a give me your justification i'm not saying reason give me why you don't do xyz right and if you hear it out loud i can kind of go bang 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 like yeah like meditation right like like if you don't do the meditation it's hard to say like like see, well, why don't you do the meditation like it's, you know what i mean like people look for those kind of things oh um, meditation meditation that's not for me it's like well if you don't want to do it hey that's your that's your i'm not saying it's going to work no, no no i mean i mean um like if if i myself didn't do meditation and didn't see benefits and but i'm telling other people to do it then you're a hypocrite right i, I think that's kind of what i was oh, yeah, people, i think people can see through that as well yeah so do yeah and i get where people are coming from when it comes to meditation because it's not easy especially oh gosh what's the extreme silent meditation nothing whatsoever Mm. that is i've 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 only done a little bit of of it so like we're talking only minutes oh where's where's the guy gone Mm. i'm talking about obviously the apps and now a little bit where's he gone so it's very disconcerting and it's very it makes you anxious because it's like oh he didn't tell me he was going to be going but going it just abruptly finishes and you think it's the end and it's like well you got to look at the time whereas with i've not done qigong but say the the sound the, the sound therapy that was over an hour I, I, it it could have been ten minutes, as far That's as that, as far. So it so you it's practice and you just lose sense of time and it's been always time you look at the clock. Well, it's you, been you, an you, you, like, you yeah. well, we were told not to take a phone in, so that probably would help because right. your your aspect of time. Okay, it was night time. That's about I could I could tell you it's, it because it was dark, um, but. I was open and it was also a surprise. So you didn't know what to expect. So I was like, well, I'm going to go with a complete open eye, uh, open eyes. That's a bit weird, but I said, I know um, an open perspective in terms of just enjoying the experience. And the guy explained, this is what we're going to do. Da, 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 da. Okay. My understanding now of, of that particular practice as a whole has improved. Cause I know that in this state, you should be here, here, here. Okay, if I'm in daytime, technically I don't really want to put myself into into theta state because I don't want to be subconscious when I want to be awake. Um, but there's elements of that that you could utilize in your day to day if you're able to. Um, well, it's a bit more easy nowadays because there's things like sleeping pods and all sorts of things now that you can ex- escape the hustle and bustle of of every day that you could go into that, that state for five minutes, 10 minutes, however, however long you need to be able to rebalance 
your 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 status quo that you know you have that awareness of am i breathing from my shoulders versus am i using my diaphragm to to these extremes that you're able to to almost consciously be aware of hey i'm stressed okay where is this coming from that you were able to not resort to the the traditional almost acceptable thing of i need to hit rock bottom but i change so that you were able to kind of nip it in the bud sooner than it is so i've obviously had anxiety issues i know when a panic attack is going to come to the point that i can obviously do something about it i was okay this is how my body is reacting okay this is the trigger and this is going to be the response no i don't want a panic attack i'm going to obviously do my breath work and we're going to focus on me for now boom fine but that takes gosh that's about five years of five years five years worth of work so it is a little bit more difficult because it's not something that you can actually visualize versus say diet nutrition exercise and training you see instant almost quote-unquote instances feedback from those two whereas when it comes to your your mood and your your mindset you're letting other things dictate so be it you mentioned a good one in terms of blaming other people i'll do a role reversal with this of if you make me angry it's your fault the situation has made me angry you can walk away from it because it you might not be phased whatsoever I've got to deal with that for say, and the science of this was quite interesting. It lasts 30 seconds. That's it. The anger is gone in 30 seconds. It's because the individual that is getting angry, and this could be sadness as well, is willing to re- to the re- rewind button and plus it. So it happens over and over again. So it actually gets worse. Whereas that situation is, could it be yesterday? Oh, James, you made me angry. So I'm going to react in this certain way, which creates actions, mm-hmm. habits, and things. So every time that you get angry, boom, brain tells you this is how we act. And that's those. Uh, yeah. And those, those patterns, those loops that your brain has, you, it takes a long time to rewire that and to re restructure that it's not like you're gonna fix it overnight but if you commit and you like you make a plan and you say this is what i want to do i do want to fix this you do have the power to change your life you're not stuck in this state you don't always have to have um this like anxiety or at least you don't always have to deal with it the same way you can learn how to how to um obtain a a new form of yourself and that is better able to respond to such things i i really believe that um, never, no matter the situation like you can always i like to be optimistic like you said um like always just there's always a a better you that you can create for yourself that's an evolutionary process yeah if people want to go see how i sounded like five six years ago please please don't but in terms of that that that's that's my 
not insecurities of it. I wouldn't go back. That's me personally. I wouldn't go back and listen to to my to myself five six years ago. I'm not saying the content is bad. I'm just saying as me as uh, an interviewee, uh, interviewer, sorry, um, host, etc. I've come a long way in five six years to the point that hey, if I don't agree with what what you're saying, James, or anybody else, obviously I will challenge that. Whereas back then maybe not. Whereas the person that suffers in the long run of that is obviously the listener, because if I'm not willing to be uncomfortable myself or to make you feel not squeamish, but as in a little bit under the, under the pump and kind of go, okay, James, you've said this. What about that? And obviously even people that I've spoken to that have been guests, I've come away from conversations with a different perspective as oh I've never thought about that James you've 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 kind of uh mm-hmm. give me a different I'm gonna say route because I don't I don't like the right route to to go down as I'm gonna choose to to comprehend that and to look into that more because it's it's I might not fully embrace it or I might not utilize it in the future but I want to de- I want to circumvent that and, and and to get a maybe a little bit meaningful of it and then it's my choice whether or not i that becomes right. how i think or whether or not i bolt it onto to what i might to my way of thinking now or take maybe something from what i think now to to a lesser degree and to incorporate the other one so that's obviously discussion debate and we don't talk about that as much nowadays because mm. we don't want to step on people's toes but you don't learn as an individual if you're not willing to have conversations so you, you're not able to and that's obviously a different topic altogether in terms of education and learning but in in terms of we've got so much as human beings that untapped potential from mm-hmm. a brain perspective, yeah, that obviously, oh gosh, if I learned some of the stuff that I know in my thirties, my twenties, or maybe my teens, yeah. it'd be ooh, where, 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 and I've been brought up on you know the sky is the limit. It's probably I would probably say the universe now is probably possible. Yeah, of course. Because you're willing to te- test the boundaries of what's possible because it's like, well, I think this way, and if I tap into what is Eastern philosophy of what Buddhists get into, like Gamma State of, you know, they're going into the heavens and almost having, well, not almost having body, they have an out-of-body experiences. Yeah. Which I've had, I've had, but obviously at a lower level and it, it is, it is, I've definitely had some myself um and I I I've had these um really amazing experiences hard to put it into words you know um well, you, and you, when you listen to other people's it's kind of uh, I'll use one of the coaches cuz she she listened to the flute and she felt like she and this is dependent on obviously whether or not you believe the person to be, oh, they sound a little bit nuts. <laughs> I was open to listen because obviously it's like, okay, that's not me, but hey, if they're experiencing being in 
I can't remember which century it was, because they feel that uh, they're living a past life because of an instrument being played. Okay, that's quite interesting. So why does that necessarily have to be wrong? Because you don't agree with it. That's their experience. I, I don't think like we can really speak to other other people's like you're right or you're wrong. I like if people say they had this experience, that's great. Like like we experience our lives in our own ways. Um I, I really like that, like the stories. I, I think if if you really understand the um like like how you tell your stories and think about those stories, because like that's really the way we process information and then so like those experiences. I think that's what's really interesting like especially if you're in this really deep meditative state it's hard to put it into like a a story that makes sense in your brain so um i'm well, kind of is it well another word to look at theta for people to take away from this episode yeah. is a dream state and the only part of your life that this happens for real is between the age of zero and seven years old so you can see why kids have got such vivid imaginations which is quite amazing. So back to your point with the stories, look what happens eight years old and beyond. As whose narrative is being told? Because there's going to be somebody in your life that has told that now you're you you wanting to be that. Maybe you need to lower the bar a little bit because it's not it's not realistic. Whereas it's almost unforgiving to say that to a child and i myself have have done it um when i worked in education and uh, not to to an extent that it would be harmful but i did kind of say because they wanted this is in high school they want to be like youtubers and it's like well you know the bar for that every single Every person year might be. I want to be, I want to it be might be like person. even every single week the bar is going up in terms of what people are expecting. So if you're coming in at ground level as a teenager with no income, man, I'm sorry to burst your bubble, but I'm being a realist. I'm not trying to be pessimistic to, to squash your goal. It's not fair, but hey, if you happen to be maybe like something like my, yourself or myself that's motivation i'm not saying it's the right energy when we're talking yeah. about energy because that's dark energy but that yeah. is obviously going to be fuel as oh james the james has said i can't do this i think that's Watch really me. interesting um like like some people like don't really believe in me like what i'm doing they don't think i'll be successful um but honestly for me, what motivates me, I'm not as motivated to prove those people wrong as I am to prove the people that do believe in me right. Um, like the people that want my product to be out there on the market and helping people that the hope that I've created for people with like just talking about it and people are like, oh, I want that thing so bad. Like, I just want to stand in the shower. Like those people, I want to prove them right. I don't care. Like, like, um, like my parents, for example, like, or maybe want me to just get like a regular well, engineering. That's the hard. That's the yeah. hard. Those are the hard ones. When it's your own family, that's the. And if people yeah. obviously can relate to that. Um, yeah. For me, James, obviously, uh, my rock was my mother. Yeah. She was like, "Well, if you give, I don't like the saying, but I'm going to say it anyway. You know, give 110. percent I'm going to back you." 
and I had another family member say, why don't you get a real job? Didn't listen to yeah. the other family member because like, hey, that's your belief. I I I I question it. I I I I'm hearing what you say because obviously you care about me. But let me show you through my actions. Obviously, mine's sports, so but it's not it's not. No, no, but I mean, for me, real, like, I just, it's not I'm real life in the sense, right? I have a mechanical engineering degree. Like I could go get a job at a, a mechanical engineering firm or like one of these companies, I literally could go work at a lot. I'm really smart. I have a good GPA, like first place in the senior design competition, right. With my product. Like I could, I could go and say like, look, I'm a great design engineer. I could work for you, do a great job. But I'm like, I have this vision. I explained, like, I want to help people. I want to like, this is my job. I'm the well, CEO of this company. That's what my, would you class my yourself job, as in terms of generation. James generation this is where I this get difficult are you generation um I think I'm a, a millennial this is where it gets complicated because different things sure. look at it different because technically there's some things that I'm a millennial I'm thinking mm, I don't think so I think I'm, I'm the one after millennial what is it Gen Z yeah so you 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 I'm like on the gosh, you would butt heads with my from my parents because it's like no no James you you can't you can't they don't I don't think they're mind me sharing this, but obviously some people can relate to this. You need to do a profession that yeah. pays the bills. Yeah. Because that's what they've been taught. Versus yeah. Generation Z and probably the millennials are say, hey, I want to do a job that I love and if I get paid right. for it, that's a bonus. And that's me. That's there's me. gonna be there's gonna be a pushback of hey, you asked me to do to do something you want to have to pay me for it whereas i'm somewhere in between because it's that generation one do the work but oh you're not going to pay me oh I'll, I'll do it so it's almost the i have some of that too there's a bit um, of a a little bit of melange and a, and a bit of a mixed signal because it's like well do do you really believe that you're worth because obviously you would push back completely and and take the consequences of of what of what that company or that person kind of go, well, okay, when we're not going to do that. Okay. See you later then. Um, get some, get somebody else into it to do that job. And they might be, they might be more demanding than me. Uh, but I think coming back to that point with the energy is, it is sort of those things. And okay. It's finding yourself to a certain extent. And, Obviously, with you helping the the amputee community, that is a struggle I see probably on the daily. Of right. people have lost their identity of having two legs, yeah, which is which is probably difficult because it's like, oh, my life used to be this, this, this and that. It hasn't ended. It right. it doesn't mean because you now have one leg or how it's missing. It doesn't mean it's over. So obviously, the ones that are, see it as a positive, I'm blessed. I get a second chance. I get mm. to do what I maybe wanted to do before the accident or, or whatever. Um, uh, to a certain extent, you could say I've had a rebirth after my sporting career. I thought pretty much my life was over, and that was at 26 years old, mm. which is... Obviously, you're 25, so it's next yeah, next year. 
yeah that's horrific because it's like well i've spent 26 years of my life oh it's finished hopefully i've got another 40 years to go plus it's very it's very depressing because it's like well my my life finished at 26 it probably doesn't help because we haven't been giving i'll say the younger generation because i think mental health issues is is, it doesn't discriminate when it comes to sex Mm -hmm. not giving people the tools to have mental fortitude to have mental strength i'm not saying people in their 40s 50s 60s have this either because I'll have this debate with my family because we were willing to go there because it's like, well, yes, my grandparents fought in World War II. They're not they're not mentally resilient. They pretty much parked it somewhere in the brain. They didn't have to deal with it. So they don't talk about it because it obviously brings up bad memories. But that teaches the next generation and the next generation to obviously, to oh, you got a problem. You need to hide it. And obviously for the males, more specifically, they're going to be stigmatized or they're going to feel like scapegoats because, oh, I've got this issue. Oh, no, it's no big deal, dude. I'm good. I'm good. But are you really? And because of almost this portrayal of, you could say, well, you can't really blame Disney like you could do for, for girls with, you know, like Prince Charming and things like that. But it's almost like this false narrative being created. Oh, you need to be strong. You need to da da da. We'll use obviously um, uh, a movie that's most current, Black Adam, The Rock. Mm. If you were insecure, oh, dude, this dude is very successful, very handsome, got everything going for him. Yada yada yada. Oh, I'll never be like him. He was the most insecure person in high school. And he was built like a house. When you listen to those stories. So I think people need to not compartmentalize certain aspects of other people's lives. As I, What you're seeing is a moment in time. Okay, might be going wonderfully well now. Mm. But they might not showcase when it was going wrong. I've done that. Yeah, that's why I, I tried to tell my story, like, with the lime, like, try to t- show you the lows, because, like, I wouldn't be able to have the motivation to, like, build this company right now if I didn't ha- have gone through that pain. Like, now, like, like if, if I have some pain or some tr- trouble with, a, like, a business perspective, I've already gone through the worst I can go through, um, and, and I I'm I feel fully capable now. I, I One of the things I didn't really talk about with the lime there were these Herxheimer reactions. So um, I'd have this mass die off of like toxins in my body when they did certain therapies. And it's really bad pain, like extremely just your whole body feels like it's on fire. And it's it's terrible. And so like, like having gone through that now, like, like, I'm willing to work like the typical entrepreneur saying like, I'll work 80 hours a week. So for myself, so I don't have to work 40 for somebody else because my vision is like aligned with, with my company's vision. Like I, I, yeah, we gotta like, be careful. How can I go work for you? Gotta be Tesla careful as well because yeah. you gotta conserve yeah. and because eventually, you know, eighty hour, eighty hour weeks gonna take its toll on you physically, no matter what. 
I know people I mean, will say that he's superhuman. Always like, hmm? Number one, if I'm not healthy, then I can't do anything for my company. So that, like, that's very foundational. Like, I have to take care of myself, keep myself healthy, sleep, eat, meditate, qigong. If I stop doing qigong for a couple of weeks, I know I'm gonna start feeling less less well, right? So, so like, that's what I have to take care of is my own wellness. Um, and then my company. Um, I can support the company properly. So, um. well, I appreciate you sharing that, James. I, th- I think obviously we've gone quite deep in terms of. I don't want to overwhelm uh, the People. listeners, um, uh, which I, I have done from time to time, um, and I it's do okay. apologize for those that have listened to some of them deep one. In terms of, uh, this one probably doesn't help the ones listening because obviously I come from a retreat. And that's been pretty much from what time do we get up? Six in the morning till so twelve hour days before day straight. So I'm surprised my body is. It wasn't this morning. I can tell you that it was pretty much. It was going not on, not necessarily because I'm fatigued, but obviously physically and mentally fatigued. Detoxing, um, right? So you you've got to almost like decompress all that information. So some of that is coming to this episode. Um, so I apologize and I don't. Um, because obviously it's useful information. And then uh, on other accounts, obviously, it's something you can revisit. It's not necessarily yeah. trying to take on. We use the Greek one, you know, spinning all the plates and you know, yamas smashing the plates. Um, take on as much as you can from what we've t- talked about today, and obviously, uh, it, it it is always a pleasure for me to to speak to other people like yourself, James, because it's it gives me something to 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 look at and to to, to take away. What would you like to? share and let me phrase it properly because i got it wrong the other week um and you listening would never know that but i will admit to that and i'll leave it in this episode if you had to summarize what we've spoken about today into one sentence for people to take away yes i got it right what would that be wow okay so i would say that You have the power to control your life and your energy and your wellness, and you should take that into account and and do the best of your ability to to follow that um, and in the way that James and I have described. And and uh, don't let limiting beliefs stop you. And if there are if they are, then you should you should um, tackle those beliefs first and, and you should strive to um, just strive to be that person you want to be in 10 years. And, and if, if, um, if what you're doing isn't bringing you to that point, then, then don't, don't focus on those energies and, and try to switch your, switch your way. I don't know if that was the greatest sentence, but <laughs> it's, it's quite a difficult question to hard write. to summarize all the things we said so i, I like the guests that have said oh can i have longer like i didn't say you couldn't so yeah and, and I, well i would also add just the um 
like if you find something that you really believe in then then hold on to that and and ride that momentum because like for example with this this product that i'm making this um waterproof prosthetic device for for amputees i've like built this up and i've been doing it for two years i'm not going to quit that now um to go work at an engineering job i'm going to see it through to the end as as um far as i can possibly take it until my back's against the wall um if you find something like that in your life then you should do that the same yeah so james once again thanks again for coming on the mindset athlete podcast thank you james this has been amazing um um yeah i say you can follow me on at james calcagni on the social media stuff um, um instagram linkedin i'd love to connect with you um speak with you about about anything you can always send me a message i'm very open book and uh james i'd love to connect with you again this has been really interesting and your perspective on things really actually um changed my mind about a, a lot of things I'm, I'm i'm excited to um kind of reflect on this more so um just super grateful for this i love this is my third podcast in the last three weeks i've i've never did it before and ever and then i've done three this this month so um, this has been super cool. Um, I, I love the podcast idea. Um, it's just a conversation, talking, and I'm happy we've been able to share that with others. So I hope they got something from this, and I hope that um, I hope that this is a positive energy for the world. I think we we did a good job here, and I'm really grateful for you. Thank you, James. That's oh, my pleasure. Thanks again for tuning in, and I hope you enjoyed this episode and got loads from it. Anything that was included and discussed will be available in the show notes below. And I would love to hear from you. Come and connect and ask your questions. I've been James Roberts from jamesowenroberts.com. Remember this quote by Chris Hart. An athlete is a mindset. It's how you prepare, think, and execute, not by some elite status or physical stature. Anybody can be an athlete. <laughs>